Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together, and uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. I got my wife with me today because it's a very sensitive subject, and uh, and many of you might tune me out at this point, but we are following verse by verse, and we have to deal with the verse. And uh, so we're in Colossians three, and um, and I would encourage you, uh, uh, ladies in particular, to to hear us out as we look at the the Word of God. This is not a hard passage. It's not one of those that's hard to interpret. What is God really saying here? Um, <laughs> it's our job to listen to what God has to say. And um, so that's my preface. Now you're like, boy, what's he going to talk about? Well, <laughs> I'm going to talk about husbands and wives. And uh, well, God's going to talk about it, actually. And uh, we're prayerfully uh, going to try to handle it right. And uh, so I brought my wife with me and she submitted, <laughs> said, yes, I will do it with you. And uh, But I appreciate her perspective on things. And uh, I think she'll be a blessing to us today. Uh, but Colossians uh, 3. Now remember, everything we're doing, it's, it's, uh, one, one thing that's being addressed in Colossians is that Christ would have the preeminence. And, uh, and with that, uh, a couple of verses ago, we saw that the word of, let the word of Christ dwell in you. Um, the, and, and, and we're talking about putting on that new man. And, and these are all outcomes. These are all expressions of the new man. And so when we, when we come to some of these passages and we're at odds with this, we got to ask ourselves, am I living in the new man? Have I put this on? So the old man is in rebellion. The old man uh, doesn't like God's ways. He's at odds with it. And so these are some things of the new man. And we're going to look at a little bit of, of how God created some things. God's order. All right. So it says in uh, Colossians 3, verse number 18, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. And we'll pause there. Uh, this next chunk, really, it's all about relationships. Family relationships, then it's even going to get down to, to boss, uh, employee, employer relationships and, and, uh, and things. And interestingly, we don't have in there um, friend relationships because those really don't need a lot of instruction. <laughs> you know, when you hit it off with somebody, you know, we're your friends. Bible does talk a lot about one another's and things, but, but these are some of the ones that we need some commands. We need some, some, um, uh, some, some instruction laid out. So I'm going to, I'm going to break down a little bit of what these words mean. I'm going to ask uh, my wife a couple questions here and, and get some thoughts there. But he says, wives, submit yourselves. The word there, submit, it, it, it really means, it's a two-part word there in the Greek, and it means uh, under uh, uh, an order or a, uh, a position. And really what, what God's giving us here is like an organizational flowchart. You have, you know, the boss, uh, uh, managers, employers, or employees, rather, and, and you have a flowchart. Or, uh, you know, in the military, you've got, uh, you've got your chain of command. And it's kind of what he's given. And so, so, so this woman is placed under a position, under an order. And, and it's interesting there, it says, unto your own husband. That means stay in your own chain of command. Don't jump out. Of the chain of command. And unfortunately, I've seen this violated on both sides. I've seen wives going to other men for, um, uh, for advice and counsel. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, there are times where, you know, you need maybe pastoral counsel or some of those kinds of things. I'm not talking about that, but, 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 uh, but really, uh, and even that we gotta be careful, you know, uh, the scriptures does talk about, you know, go ask your husband. 
And then if he doesn't have the answer, what can he do? He can come and talk to the pastor and so he can keep that leadership role, uh, so to speak. We want to be careful not to, not to sidestep there. But, um, but it says under your own husband. It's amazing. You know, sometimes a woman might be in rebellion to her husband, but she'll, uh, she'll listen to the cop when he pulls her over. <laughs> There's an authority, you know, and, and, uh, but make sure your own husband. And then um, as it is fit in the Lord. Now, I, I want to say this. This is why you ought to be so careful in who you marry. Second um, Corinthians six fourteen says, "Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers." Now, um, there is a, a yoking. There is an equality that should be complementary in the relationship. Unfortunately, there are times whether whether you get saved after you're married or maybe you 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 uh, went into the thing violating some principles and, and now we've got to deal with these um and there are some some wonderful helps scripturally on how to handle those but i want to start off for those who have not made the decision yet um to to be very careful uh be uh, be prayerful get counsel because this is a life sentence <laughs> right <laughs> but uh and uh he just put in those terms but it is till death do us part and, uh, you know, we want to make sure we have the right foundation. So so at, at some point, you get to choose who you're going to be under. But then you got to stay under. Okay. Now, what do you do, Carrie, if um, if a woman has an unsaved husband? Let's start there. Well, um, the Bible doesn't give us any conditions for uh, a different set of guidelines if your husband is saved or unsaved. Yeah. Um, you, you have the... The same rules, same rules apply. If uh, it's an, even if it's a saved husband, but an ungodly husband, a bad decision-making husband, you still follow their leadership. Yeah. With limitations, but you've you've followed sure. their leadership. Yeah, yeah, and then there's got to be a, a moral aspect to it. But uh, uh, but the reality is, uh, you know, he may make dumb decisions. He may be notorious for dumb decisions. You follow, and you support. And uh, you be that help meet for him, that, 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 that helper that's fitting for him. You were still made for him, that lost man. And the Bible talks about in other areas, it addresses this. You might win him over with your chaste conversation. Uh, you know, how, how well are you displaying Christ to that, that lost husband or, or vice versa, uh, a, a, a husband to a lost wife? Um, but to, I think it's very, very important to understand that we're, you know, we're representing Christ and this is under the Lord. This is still his structure. Saved, unsaved. Uh, by the way, I could, I could give a lost person all the principles of the Bible and, uh, and some things are going to go a lot better in his life because they're God's principles, really. And um, whether it be finance, whether it be the home, you know, and, and I want to say, uh, boy, I'm going to sound like a chauvinist now. Uh, the feminist movement has done more damage to the home uh, in our society and it's, and it's crept into the church. I'll give you, for instance, um, uh, a guy wants to, you know, is asked at, he's approached at church. Hey, can you come over this afternoon and, and help us with the project? And, uh, and he says to him tongue in cheek, uh, yeah, let me go check with the boss. Now, everybody knows exactly what he meant. His wife, he wasn't talking about his literal boss, <laughs> you know, and by the way, you're not hearing a woman necessarily say that about her husband. I mean, it'd be a rare occasion. And why is that? Why, 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 why do we have that kind of mentality? Now, 
should he, you know, well, he shouldn't have to check with her about anything. I'd say that's equally as wrong. Um, you know, you need, you're, you're one flesh. And, uh, you know, many times in many families, the wife is the planner. She's the organizer, you know, uh, she's making lunch and you don't show up for lunch. Guess what? You're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> but, um, but there's an aspect of out of respect and love, you're going to say, uh, you're going to say, Hey, um, so-and-so needed some help today. Uh, did you see any conflict with that? I think I'm going to go give him a hand. And then guess what? She's in the loop now. That's completely different than saying, uh, sweetheart, can I get your permission? Is it okay if I, you know, um, you know, and sometimes, uh, I think some wives will outwardly look like they're submitting, but they're subtly manipulating and kind of like, uh, I'm showing him how he is going to lead us. <laughs> and, uh, in essence is leading the leader. And, um, and we need to be careful with that. Carrie, what would you say to a wife that comes to you for counsel and says, um, well, I'd be I'd be glad to submit if he would start leading. Because uh, I've come across that and uh, it's a common thing. I would say generally that's a cop out. Um, at some point, um, he was probably shown by the wife that he's not allowed to lead. Um, naturally, I, I think just about any man is is naturally going to try to take some some leadership at least in the beginning but when he is shut down when he um he's made to to pay for it later like he, the guy says one day that um you know he's gonna um he's gonna go and, and help somebody at the church with the project whatever but um um the wife, the wife says well i had plans i need you to come home you know um uh, she she could say oh fine whatever fine that's fine and and then when he gets home she's like well I'm just leaving for the day too then and she'll she'll make him pay for it or he gets the silent treatment or things like that he's gonna take a step back to avoid yeah. the conflict and um, you do that enough times and he's just gonna sit back and, yeah shut down yeah oh yeah and and that's that's absolutely true now there are there are men that just uh, their personality. Uh, they don't want to take the leadership. And, uh, you know, the Bible doesn't say, uh, that he should be the leader of the home. He says that he is, and they're good leaders and bad leaders. Now a good wife, you know, the, the expression behind every good man is a good wife. And, uh, and there's a lot of truth to that because she is the completer. She is the helper and she is going to support him. And I, and I think it takes wisdom, uh, ladies, but, uh, but but to, to get behind your husband and to to help encourage him to take the lead that's different than what i said earlier about manipulating the leadership but uh, but to encourage him maybe ask questions uh what do you think honey uh what do you, uh, maybe maybe even take the extra effort to lay it all out so he can make a decision you know like you're teaching children your children how to how to pick out their outfit <laughs> you lay it clothes out you know i think i could kind of speak to that because in, in the early years, you, you were not at all really a um, um, a decision maker. Um, you were always I, the quiet one. I go with the flow, and um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a quiet one too. But I don't I don't like when there's silence, and so I, I always kind of step up to to fill in the gaps. Um, and I I realized a few years into our marriage that I was doing that all the time, and so it was making you stay quiet more because hmm. and you kind of relied on me answering people's questions for you and things like that. You would hesitate. So I would jump in and answer. 
Um, so uh, at, at some point, I, I think I would even, when someone would ask us a question, I think I would kind of physically step back a little bit and look at you. <laughs> like, <"Go ahead." laughs> you got this. Um, yeah. Uh, but but I, I've done that a lot of times. Um, I think some sometimes men need to be encouraged to to step up and lead a little more because maybe they're afraid of the response they're going to get or mm -hmm. what if I mess this up? They have a lot of pressure on them, and uh, you know what if I mess up the whole family's future? You know what if I make a bad decision? Yeah. Um, so I've I've done that where I laid it or I might ask you first, hey, what do you think we should do? Oh, I don't know. Um, so okay, well here I'll kind of on my own here are some options and. Well, if we do, you know, this, we'd have to take care of this, and here's some options. Um, now, what do you think? Yeah, I think we might get a little more response. Okay, let's let's think about, you know, what it would take. And well, the reality is, it's always good for us to get pushed out of our comfort zone a little bit. That's mm -hmm. life. You are learning to grow together, and uh, and I didn't marry a manager. Uh, I, you know, I married the wife that God gave me, and uh, and if man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Uh, the, the marriage that God had blessed. Uh, it's a great thing. And, uh, and we, we shouldn't look at it <laughs> like, a, like a, um, a job title. And unfortunately, I think some relationships kind of got, we, we have, it works the way we do it. And, and, um, but, but I, I appreciate that, um, that insight. I didn't know that's what you were doing. But honestly, you know, uh, uh, to, to push and she wasn't trying to, uh, persuade necessarily her ideas or her decisions but saying we need a decision and I want you to lead and I'm here to, to, to bounce things off of and we can work through this together and even come to a decision together. But at the end of the day, husband, you need to lead. And even in those little things like a, like a public setting where a question is asked us, by her stepping back and saying you answer this, that's, that's, a very physical, that's showing submission and leadership. Now, what is... Or here's something to ask when we when we look at this. What is a man's greatest need? Does a man need to be loved? Does a man need money? Does a man need what is his greatest need? And I I, I think there's so much insight, you know, the way God worded uh, uh, the scriptures, both in Ephesians five and here in Colossians, when He tells the wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. Um, a man needs to know that he's respected. A man needs to know that he's followed. Um, the, th the tough thing about leadership is if uh, uh, he who leads and no one follows is just taking a walk. <laughs> and uh, he needs to, 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 to know. And, and I'm going to add something to it. Um, uh, by the way, did you want to say anything about uh, uh, unto the Lord? Or did we kind of cover that? All right. Because um, this kind of is going to go into the husband's part. Here. Yeah, sure. Um, disagreements are a big problem when you're, um, you know, you, you set out oh, to, okay, to do your best with submitting to your husband and you have really good intentions. And then he just has a really stupid idea. Um, and you know, it's not a sin to disagree with anyone. Um, it, the sin comes in your attitude when you disagree. Um, it's perfectly fine. And I mean, you need to have discussions about things that you disagree about, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, but just like you would want anyone to talk to you about something they disagree with you about, uh, you know, you have a, a respectful conversation and um, maybe it's a very passionate conversation. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean you need to scream and yell about it, but, you know, make your case. Show them, show them your side of view. Uh, 
your, you know, your side of things. And, um, um, but you know, at the end of the day, just like, it, you know, with your employer, um, if, if he disagrees at the end, he makes the decision and that's it. And you don't uh, walk away from that bad mouthing them or complaining to the kids, undermining that no. authority in any way. Um, that's the decision. And as unto the Lord, just like if it was Jesus telling you, you would say, yes, Lord, we're going to, we're going to do it your way. And you go off and you do it his way wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, God will reward you for that. Even if there are negative consequences based on the bad decision, um, you have protected yourself really in keeping yourself under the umbrella of God's will and God's plan for the order of things. And, um, you know, even with bad consequences, you know, Romans 8, 28 and 29 still are in effect that um, God will take all of those things and work them together for the good of you and your family, making everybody more like Jesus. You're going to have more experience and um, ways to make better decisions in the future. Yeah. One of the powerful uh, layout sets uh, given by uh, Paul, he writes to the church of Corinth. Uh, he talks about how um, um, in First uh, Corinthians 11, in verse 3, he says, I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. And so you see this this under this 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 idea that that you have uh, the head of Christ is God, and then God the man, and then man the wife, and you kind of have this uh, again this organizational flow chart. But it's a it's a flow of protection. It's a flow of authority. It's good that he, um, the Bible puts that in there to show that, you know, the man doesn't just run off and do whatever he wants. He is under authority also. Absolutely. He also has to submit it's yeah. to Christ. And even lets us know that Jesus Christ himself submits to God the Father. Yeah. And he's answerable for that. Just like, you know, uh, uh, just like when you have a, a flow, you've got um, maybe the boss gives some instruction to a manager. The manager has an employee do something contrary to what the head boss wanted. All right. And he goes to that man and says, you know, why did you do this way? And he says, well, my manager said such and such. You were you were in the clear because you just don't you obeyed, you know. Uh, and again, unless it's a moral, a legal thing. I mean, there are some aspects of legally, you know, I would uh, not do certain things because of legality. But uh, but he's going to go and correct the manager. And so so God, Christ has a way of dealing with the husband. And, uh, and you need to, to be in your part. Uh, we're not going to get as far as I was hoping to get on this, but uh, let, me, let me just introduce the husbands and maybe we'll pick this up tomorrow. It says, Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Now, I want to say this. There, there, there are two imperatives in this for the two, two, two commands. The first one, love your wives. Second one, be not bitter. You have a positive, you have a negative. And so as we look at this, that, that love, it, it comes from the, the, the form of the word agape, which is, uh, uh, you know, we, we call that like a godly love. It's a heart love. It's a, it's a love that, that's an action. It shows. It sacrifices. It's a love put to action. And, uh, and we might say it this way, unconditional. A great word for that. <laughs> unconditional. No matter what you love. And, uh, and I want to say this is what I kind of started getting at before I asked about the unto the Lord. Um, what a man needs is really unconditional respect. Boy, you want to undermine your husband and you want to draw him to bitterness, uh, disrespect him, especially when he makes a bad decision. 
See, you bonehead, if you just, you <laughs> see, you belittle your husband, you be careful. Uh, you are going to destroy that marriage. It takes a lot of work to make up for that. It does. And on the flip side, a woman's greatest need is to know that she's loved. She has no problem unconditionally loving. She loves her children. She commits to the marriage. And she is a part of that. That's, gonna, that's a natural thing. And uh, what she needs to know, am I loved? Does he love me? And, um, and, and so, so this is something that is interesting. How many times have people come to us? I just don't love her anymore. We're just not in love anymore. And, and, and honestly, uh, when it's a man, uh, you know, I'll deal differently with a man than I do with a woman, okay, in the counseling office. But uh, sometimes men just need to be smacked upside the head, okay? <laughs> As I'm going to pray for you with a two-by-four, brother. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll say, what does that do with anything? Because, remember I said it's an imperative. That means it's a command. Husbands, command from God, love your wives. What does a feeling have to do with you obeying? You're just saying, I just don't feel like obeying anymore. Okay, well, now at least we have the problem, you know, because remember the under Christ, you are now in direct disobedience to Christ. And if he is to have the preeminence in all things, if he is uh, to guide, if, the, if, if we've put on the new man, if, if Christ is, the word of Christ is dwelling in us richly, then we have one option. That is to obey. And if there's something in me that is not allowing me to love my wife, I need to fix it because I'm disobeying. Which is why the next part of the command comes along. Be not bitter against them. The reason I'm having trouble acting out this, this command to love. Again, it's a, it's a command and it's an action. I love her with things. I love her with, with words. I love her with... And they're all an outflow of the heart. And, uh, and so what am I doing to meet her needs? And here's really... Let's take it to its full extreme. To agape, my wife, is to... Meet her needs regardless of anything she does or says to me. That's extreme. Well, didn't we just put on the wife? You ought to submit to him regardless of how stupid the decision is. Well, go ahead. And also, you can, I think you said unconditional respect. Yeah. Um, but don't we hear all the time that respect has to be earned? <laughs> you, you do, yeah. You know, what, um, what would happen to a soldier who didn't think much of his officer and so he didn't salute when the officer walked by? Right. Um, um, just, it's like, you, you may not always, as the wife, deserve to, to be loved or taken care of. You know, maybe you just had a, a really bad day and you were... Um, not being a very nice person yeah. and um, maybe you don't deserve to uh, you know, be outwardly loved that day but um, that um, you know there's no there's no condition provided for in, in that case it's the same in the reverse as, as the wife has yeah. responsibility to respect the husband regardless of whether or not he earns it so if I'm struggling in this I need to find out there is a root of bitterness that has come in somewhere what has caused me to be bitter against my wife, which is keeping me from loving her unconditionally, okay? And it says, be not bitter against them. I, I've seen so many men, they get to the point, you watch them, you see it in their face. They're bitter against their wife. They're with her. They have not divorced her. Wonderful. But they're bitter. They're cold. And they're cold. Yeah, they don't respond well. They begin to get critical. And, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, uh, husbands. But, uh, but let's kind of chew on this today, husbands and wives. Uh, husbands, love your wives. It's a command from God. 
Uh, and it's, uh, it's seeking out, how can I best meet your needs? How can I do better today than I did yesterday? Regardless of, uh, of if she, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to give a bunch of examples because I'm going to get myself in trouble, <laughs> but, uh, regardless of how she responds and then watch, you know, uh, uh, let your husbands know how much you appreciate them, how much they, the sacrifice for their family. Uh, don't let them know that you notice that. Uh, let, let your husband lead. Uh, encourage him. Sit down and have a heart to heart. If you if you found yourself taking charge, taking control too much, you know that's I believe that's part of the curse of, of Eve. The Bible says that her desire will be towards her husband. I believe that's the desire to usurp authority is what it's talking about there. She wants to be in charge, and uh, and you see uh, you see this this struggle. I'll tell you what, men will step aside. They'd rather live in harmony, and uh, um, than than have a conflict. And uh, so, so maybe even have a heart to heart with your husband. You might need I've, to say, you know, um, I'm, I really struggle with this, and I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna try to do this. I want you to make a decision and, and just be patient with me while I really yeah. practice stepping back. Yeah, push that reset button with him and say, we're starting over, and I want you to lead, and I want to be, every, I'll, I'll, I'll do everything I can to, to, to give you what you need to lead, and uh, but I want you to lead, and uh, we'll talk through things and. And, um, and just, uh, you know, it's good to, to have those moments because we're creatures of a habit. We'll get a good idea. All right, I'm going to change. And we fall right back into it. And uh, so, so, so keep the discussion open and talk about it. Pray together. And, um, and let's, let's get things in God's order. Remember, this is God's organizational flow chart for a successful home, for a successful family. You get things out of order. Listen, anything with two heads is a monster. Or you get the heads out of order. You know, uh, what if the, uh, what if one of the managers steps into the CEO's office one day and say, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to take charge of things today. Why don't you go and do my job for a while? Uh, it's not going to fly. And, uh, and, and he doesn't know what, you know, uh, just, uh, a lot of problems there, but, um, but let's keep things in God's order. Remember, this is all part of the fall. This is all part of the rebellious nature that's in us. And if we're putting on Christ, the new man, we doesn't have to make sense. And let me just say this, it doesn't have to be socially acceptable. Uh, this is going live, and boy, I might just get blasted by by anyone that's going to come across it. This, look at this guy; he thinks, you know. And uh, well, these are God's thoughts. Uh, again, this is not a hard passage. This is a passage that we just got to take it for what it says and apply it to our lives. And you know, once once you start um, doing the right thing, and you know, who's who's going to start doing their part first? You know, just break the cycle. Um, yeah. Submit to him, even if he's not that loving husband, love your wife, even if she's not that respectful. But once you do, once you break that cycle, it is so much easier to respect a loving husband. And it is so much easier, isn't it, to mm -hmm. love a respectful wife. Absolutely. And um, once you start feeding that in, in the right direction, it it just builds and builds. And um, yeah. it's, a, it's a wonderful it really is. There is harmony there. You know, mm -hmm. uh, a great book on this I recommend is called Love and Respect. Uh, who's the author? Do you remember? I do not know. Okay. <laughs> Love and Respect. You can find it on Amazon. And uh, uh, they're not giving me anything for making that plug, but I thought I'd throw that out there because uh, uh, it really digs into that concept uh, very well on how men and women have different perspectives on things and yeah. how they perceive things. And it's very, very helpful and insightful, but I'd, I'd recommend that. Well, uh, we only touched on two verses today, but uh, uh, we got in kind of deep, but uh, well, I'll pick up a little more on the husband tomorrow. We'll kind of talk about children's and, and fathers. Um, big, big thing on fathers and uh, how, how you treat your children. And, uh,